It's like, I ain't going to Costco. Giant things now in my house. Like a giant lives here. Costco is weird. Hey, I know you like potato chips. So here's a potato chip bag the size of a cement bag. The Costco toilet paper thing that rolled into my house uh, yesterday. I think it was like 800 rolls. I couldn't even see my wife and my family as they were rolling this thing up the stairs. My wife was like, I saw a Starbucks coffee at Costco, but I couldn't lift it. <laughs> Jesus. Nothing better than Rayo's spaghetti sauce. I couldn't lift that either. It was as big as a like a an office water jug. You pull up to Costco and your pickup truck and what? You, you're able to put four items in the back. Do you get it? Their stuff is big. I want to compete with Costco, right? And I want to get a company going where I, I sell just teeny weeny things, just teeny weeny bags of potato chips. <laughs> Jive Turkey? What's going on, Jive Turkey? Yeah, you're number one. Gobble, gobble to you, my friend. Who else we got? We got the Richie Rich. Who the man? You the man, Richie Rich. What's up, Crumb Bum? One of my regulars. How are you, brother? Good to see you. But how about that Russia thing, man? The, what, they? it was a failed uh, coup attempt? I, I We don't know what the hell that was. We just know you got this guy, right? How do you say his name? Uh, pro, uh, pro... Uh, uh, pro, uh, uh, are you yelling it out there? No, you're not yelling it out there because you can't say his name either. These Russians and their names, their, their consonants are, that's stupid, their consonants. Let me look up his name. Pogosin, right? Yeah. A ZH combination. Who does that? So he's like this Pogosin guy, right? He was like kind of a criminal, criminal. He spent some time in jail. And then he gets out of jail and he's selling hot dogs in Red Square. And somehow by selling hot dogs in Red Square, he befriends Putin and uh, they become pretty close. Next thing you know, he's like Putin's chef. And then he gets all these contracts with the Kremlin and becomes ridiculously rich and becomes very close to the Putin. And then you fast forward, I guess, a decade or so. And the next thing you know, he's he's even though he's incredibly rich, he's. He's fighting a war in Ukraine with what's called the uh, the, the Wagner Group. I was calling it Wagner because I'm from America. It's spelled Wagner, but they say Wagner. So he was running the Wagner Group, which is like kind of an independent army under the uh, watchful eye of uh, Putin. But it's not officially part of the Russian military. And they have like 50,000 uh, troops or something like that. And all of a sudden, uh, this Prigozhin's like, this is all BS, man. What's going on in the in the Ukraine and he's getting mad. And then I guess Russia like bombed where they were at or something like that. And this guy's like, that's it. And he's like, we're marching on Moscow. And he turns his troops around. They go back into Russia and then they take over a little town, I guess. And he's demanding all sorts of things or he's going to march on uh, Moscow. And then we're all in front of the TV. Like, this is crazy. And then everyone's excited. Like, oh, this is going to be the end of Putin. And I'm yelling and screaming. Well, you don't want this guy either. This guy's a monster. But it was uh, really, really good TV. And then I had to take the dog for a walk. I turned on the TV and the whole thing's over. Like, what? What a stupid movie. No climax to this movie. Dumb. Ridiculous. So then it turns out this Prigozhin, you know, I think he wanted to march on Moscow. But he realized, like, he he wasn't getting as much support as he thought he was going to get. And then he also realized that he was a sitting duck on the on the highway on the way to Moscow because, you know, now Putin could throw some stuff in the air and just dive bomb these guys. And so then uh, he's like, ah, oh, man, ah, oh, man. So then he negotiated uh, with uh, what? Uh, with Putin, although it was, I think, the president of Belarus. Look at me. I didn't know any of this stuff 24 hours ago. So the Belarus uh, president negotiated with Putin to calm this effing guy uh, down. And then Putin's like, all right, all right, cool. I'll accept your terms. And then they exiled the, the Pogosian guy to Belarus. And then what? And now Putin's going to accept that? This guy is so dead. 
you can't you can't go to uh uh putin and go you know i i was gonna try to you know take you out i was uh attempting a coup and it didn't work so my bad you can never say my bad of putin <laughs> so everyone's, and now already people are like we don't know where this progosing guy is i know where he is he's buried in a gravel pit somewhere are you kidding me putin's not gonna let this guy go they're not gonna let him go at all what happened to the ocean? Man, I don't know. I think we're living in a matrix. I think if you walk past that dune, you're going to enter in a, a, a multiverse of some kind because there's no ocean anymore. It went away overnight. So I think I got the Russia thing all figured out. But now they're saying Putin is weak. And then Putin's like, yeah, I'm weak. Am I? And that's why they're going to take out the Pergozin guy somehow, some way, because Belarus doesn't play either. Belarus loves the Putin and loves the Russia. I just know this. Worst movie ever yesterday. They even woke Wolf Blitzer out of bed. Hey, Wolf, get your ass in. They're taking Putin out today. So there's Wolf Blitzer on a Saturday. That's when you know something's going down when stupid Wolf Blitzer's on your TV with his wild hair and his autism on full display. Guy's never shown a... a one ounce of an emotion in all the years I've watched the uh, the, the Wolf Blitzer on the TV. And then you got the Anderson Cooper with the shocked eyes. <laughs> and then the whole thing goes away. And then the then the then the, the CNN people are like, yo, we got Wolf Blitzer out of bed, so we gotta like we gotta pump this up and make it more than it is, even though it's over. Let's find other angles to get the people uh, watching this crap. Cheers. What's up, Vinny? Man, I am smarter than a fifth grader. I always thought that show was a joke, you know, smarter than a fifth grader until I had uh, a fifth grader. Uh, now we're going to have our second fifth grader. And you realize, ah, oh, man, these these fifth graders are pretty damn smart. But that's not fair. They're getting reps in every day at school learning shit as you're just sitting there like mindlessly on your phone. Of course, the fifth graders are going to win. Of course they are. They're constantly practicing. Working on their crap. Uh, Pergozin tried to pull a Sam Roberts on Putin. That's for sure, Aldo. That's for sure. I understand backstabbers more than most. And that Pergozin was a backstabber. Putin gave him everything. He was selling stupid hot dogs in Red Square. And Putin's like, you know what? Why don't you make me an omelet? Get off the street, you, you daffy bastard. And then they, uh, I don't know, they developed some kind of friendship. And then he became incredibly rich. That's what I don't understand about Russia. You become incredibly rich, but you're still like strapping on a weapon and a vest and marching in the mud fighting a war. They're, they're weird over there. What the hell is that about? Yeah, Wolf on a Saturday with his wild hair. Stupid Wolf. Wolf, get out of bed. Why? <laughs> they, they, they had to bring in the A-team. They had to bring in the A-team to read the same crap. I don't get that because Wolf Blitzer doesn't add nothing, nothing to the situation. I gave you more than Wolf Blitzer did. Wolf Blitzer was just reading some stupid words on a, on a, on a, a teleprompter. Now what happens with the war? What happens with the, the Wagner? What happens with the pro pro? See, I forgot his name already. The Prozingus. Let's just call him Prozingus because that's the only Russian name I know. And I don't even know if he's from Russia. How about them apples? Boston, good luck with Prozingus. Uh, Wagner Group is named after an anti-Semitic German composer, Richard Wagner. Really? Did he write, you light up my life? No. With that, uh, wasn't that that Boone Broad? That stupid Boone Broad had one of the biggest songs ever and then sat there for the next 30 years trying to pen another song and it never happened. You stink too. <laughs> I'm just so mad at the Russia story because I, I was like, all right, let's make some popcorn. This this is going to get badass. This guy's marching on Moscow. Then the whole damn thing was a bust. And then you got Wolf Blitzer just babbling under his breath. You got me out of bed for this. And he just marches out of the CNN studios and goes back to bed and wonders where his hair is going. <laughs> Stupid Wolf Blitzer. Oh, my God. Debbie Boom Shade. Ha. What's up, CC Hall? 
You look like you're pretty plus more, are you? That stupid Debbie Boone with you light up my life. Stupid one-hit wonder. Hate the one-hit wonders. They make millions off a three-and-a-half-minute song. Are you kidding me? I give, I give three-and-a-half minutes of quality every time I turn this on. Where's my fame and fortune? It must suck though, because she's like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the next Barbara Streisand. I'm gonna be the next Karen Carpenter." No, wrong. You're laughing at the Debbie Boone stuff. Oh, go after yourself, Debbie Boone. She's still alive. What you do? I hate one-hit wonders because <laughs> you, it's so promising. And then you're like, "Oh my God, you couldn't figure out one other dumb song." Think Spandau Ballet. That song, True, is absolutely amazing. Who didn't slow dance to that and try to get a few things done? And then the teachers would shine a flashlight on you. Leave some room for Jesus. <laughs> I got to be honest. I just read that in the Bruce Springsteen book. Not the part about leave some room for Jesus. I, I said that to try to pump it up. I never went to a school dance where they had a flashlight on me. We were all too scared to to cross the center line in the gym and ask someone to dance with us. So we all just sat there with our stupid acne, wondering why hair is growing in, in unusual places, just babbling with each other. No one had the nerve to walk across the gym. So all these great slow songs and no one's dancing. Are you kidding me? That's the reality of growing up. And I sat there and read about Bruce Springsteen selling his, what did he sell? A pool table for his first for his first electric guitar, I think. He's he's so poor, but he had a pool table in his room. Really? I'll tell you what poor is. We didn't have a pool table. That's real poor. Uh, I think we got somebody that wants to say hi today. What's hi. up? What's up, Jake? How are you, brother? Doing good. What's up? How's my favorite former radio guy doing? I'm doing all right, man. We got a foggy day at the ocean, uh, yeah. but, but you know, how's how's Mississippi treating you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm a little like we got a. I got a little surprise for you. Oh, what do you got, man? We got a pool coming in. That's been we've been working on for the last three weeks. Is getting that pool together. Wait, are you are you are you putting in your own pool? It's a it's an above ground. You're one of the only people that are getting to see that. Well, I feel pretty privileged that you're uh, showing that to me. Did you know that E-Rock blocked me on Twitter? That's just breaking news. I, I got to wake Wolf Blitzer out of bed and get him back in front of a camera so he can announce it to the world. I want to ask this question. Yeah. You know, you know, because I'm still getting, I'm still new to the O&A lore. Was your Bobo before... Uh, Howard Stern's Bobo, or oh, before, way, yeah, way before. You know, Ron Fez had a Bobo. That's incredible. That's that's so strange that three radio shows would have a Bobo. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know Greg Hill from uh, over in WEI over in Boston. He does like sports stuff in Boston. You know, Greg, Greg Hill. Hill? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 whatever. I wish him nothing you but worked, the best. You worked I, with him. Yeah, he was pretty much jealous of me and Anthony's success because he was the big dog at at WAAF when we came in, and we uh, we wiped him off the map as far as popularity goes and as far as a uh, a radio yeah. show goes. And he yeah, never he never, he never got over that. He he, he despised. Never... Okay, well, oh. ah, doggy, doggy just uh, he's he's uh, sneezing. No, yeah. you give me great questions, but you got to let me answer. So Greg Hill just uh, – he was he never liked me and Anthony because of the success we were having up there. Yeah. And as soon as we got fired, he was the one that had no problem going on TV and basically throwing us under the bus. Oh, that's fascinating. You really know your radio knowledge there, Jake Hudson. Yeah, and I know, I know the biggest fine's ever been – the biggest fine has ever been put on one person is Baba the Love Sponge. Yeah. Well, we uh, we had our problems with the FCC back in the day as well there. Yeah. But yeah, me and Bubba have talked about that when it comes to outrageous radio stunts. When they write their articles, they yeah. bounce between us and uh, Bubba a lot. Yeah, and, and Howard. This guy should be hosting a Munsters Marathon on Channel 9. Would you host a Munsters Marathon? 
Jake, if they ask you. I, dude, I don't even uh, – dude, I, I'm a more of an Adams Family person than the Monsters. Why Why Adams Family over the Monsters? Because of the – Oh, because of the – Hey, I can't do it. Wait, I'll do it. You're supposed to do the snapping part. Let's try this. Ready? Oh, crap. God. I look stupid. You don't look stupid? Let's do this. You you clap then, okay? All right, here we go. Sorry. How are we supposed to be doing? How are we going to do morning radio if we don't have this chemistry down? All right, ready? Okay, here we go. Do it, do it, Sorry. Sorry. The new Bobo. <laughs> Didn't Jake wrestle, wrestle Greg the Hammer Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> I, I made, I made that joke. I said you look like Haystack Calhoun. People want to know if your if your dad is Earthquake. No, is your pool Sorry. up to code? By the way, did you have to get uh, like local permits? We don't. We don't. It's a. Uh, it's we don't need permits because it's Mississippi, right? Yeah. All stars is free wrestling for you. Free tickets for you and me to go to Australia. Uh, to go if you're ever in Australia, Oksta. I ain't going to Australia to go watch wrestling. If I went to Australia, I would go and see that opera house, and I would like, and I would do that walk over that bridge. Yeah, that's what I would do. I ain't going to see wrestling in Australia. Why would I do that? Hey, do you have blood-stained uh, mattresses? Uh, Robert Spawn says he has products that could help you remove the bloodstains. I don't have blood-stained mattresses. My, my mattress, I, mean, I have two mattresses that are in this house. Whoa, Gina Bobina, how you doing, sweetheart? <laughs> are you doing your own show through my live stream? All right, so you don't have blood-stained uh, mattresses. We, we learned that. We learned that you're putting in a pool without permits. That's good. And, you, and we learned you live in Mississippi. Is there any mud around you right now? Yeah, there is a lot of mud. Uh, mon last Monday we were uh, last week we were having to over the weekend over the week we had to basically jump in a pool, jump in the pool and get all the water out and clean the pool out and get all the water old water out. Wait, you had to and drain you had to drain your pool because there was too much mud in it. No, too much dirt. We were cleaning it. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, and basically, we didn't have a pump, so what we did is we did a shot back, and we had, a, we had to get a diver in the water, and a few times having to jump out of the pool just to just to um, uh, get the uh, – uh, to unclog the toilet. What? Your toilet was clogged because of your pool? No, the uh, – every every few uh, – because it, because of the water, because it was like a three-gallon um, tank – yeah, uh, the, the shot back. I want to learn more about your pool. Do gators go in your pool? No, it's it's a big pool. Yeah. By the way, All Star Wrestling. I just uh, I just uh, sub to your channel. Oh, that's terrific, man. I, you know, let's get uh, Wolf Blitzer back on the TV so we can announce that one to the world as well. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, what is what is the um, what do you remember about um? You know, Iron Sheik. <laughs> Iron Sheik? Um, yeah. I don't remember anything about him. You know, he, the last few day, last few year, the last time we we saw him on TV, he wasn't doing good. He was having to be carried into a facility well, into he, the residences. Well, most people knew that uh, for many many years, the Iron Sheik was in a wheelchair, sir. Yeah. You know, I mean that that wrestling, you know, beat the crap out of the Iron Sheik's body. Are you Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two? No. Are no. you a distant relative of Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two? No. Bro, why um, the why the overalls? By the way, I thought overalls went away. Uh, I had no uh, idea people were still wearing overalls. Basically, it's the um, it's you know it's it's just something that I wear and. 
I love wrestling. Was E-Rock the reason why you guys broke up? The reason why you and Anthony broke up? Was it something else? E-Rock? No. E-Rock was a soldier uh, all the way to the end, my, my brother. I find it weird that he works with Anthony now. I'm not going to lie to you because, uh, ah, whatever. Let's, uh, let's yeah. you know, I know you have a lot, a lot of mud around your, your double wide there, So, but let's stay out of the mud today. I, I was very surprised that he went to work uh, for Anthony. That's all I'll say. That's all yeah, I'll say uh, there, Mr. Hudson, okay? You know, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, how was it working with Jim Norton, Jim Norton and, and Sam, Sam uh, Roberts? Oh, man, all the big questions coming in from you today. It was, you know, at the time it was all right. What am I going to do? They just showed themselves to be terrible people. But uh, that's, uh, you know, you're trying to get me in the mud, Jake Hudson. I said I don't want to be in the mud today. Are you registered? I'm not a registered sex offender. I know what that it means. I didn't say that, Jake Hudson. Get your mind out of the, out of the mud. I know your fans. You could be a registered Republican. See where your I, mind I, went? I, I'm an independent. Oakley shows better than Ants and Jim, but they're doing a show together now? No, they never had the balls to do a show together. That Which, that, is, which is very strange to me because they obviously had the chemistry, especially oh. in the later years of Opie and Anthony. So you would think they would have said, you know what, this is working. Why don't we do a show together on a full-time basis and make millions of dollars? Uh, did you hear that Chrissy Mayer got married last week? Who the hell is she? Wet spot on compound. She's a. She's is she, uh Is she the redhead that's almost good looking? Yeah. Like she falls just short, but she tries really hard. Yeah. <laughs> the one that the one that always is always hangs out with uh, Bascante and uh, and Aunt Aunt was actually at her wedding. Well, congratulations to her. I hope it works out for her. How about that? Right. Is today's your birthday? Yeah. I thought your birthday was last month. Yeah, it was. I celebrate yeah. my birthday a lot. Yeah. You get some free cake. Cake? Yeah. All right. If we're not getting super chats, we should shut her down. Don't you think, Jake? All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. No. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about Jake Hudson I really like on this damn thing. Hit the like if you if you were entertained today. Uh, hey, Ope, can you find out who Jake's interior designer is? <laughs> Man, I haven't seen wood paneling since I was uh, growing up in Centerport, Long Island. We had paneling all over our damn house, and I haven't seen it since. I don't even know where you get paneling in the year 2023. It's amazing, though. It brings me right back. Every basement in uh, Centerport, Long Island, had a, had a uh, sort of finished basement with paneling. So it definitely brings me back. What could possibly happen after Jake puts in a pool with no permits? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's basically building his own watering hole in his backyard outside his double wide. God, Jake Hudson rules. You're getting yourself a pair of Jake Hudson overalls. I try to pull off the overall look uh, a million years ago a million so don't hold me to it anymore and i think i would like not wear a shirt and i thought i was cool and i was playing hacky sack in my overalls listening to the grateful dead oh my god i want a time machine just so i could go back and slap myself in the head and say wake up stupid i gotta tell you the greatest thing i i heard uh, over the weekend so uh, we got a nice tight-knit community here. You know, there's always somebody to say hi to and uh, seeing one of these people for the first time. I, I try to keep them private, but so I, I don't want to, like, give their identity identity away too much. But uh, <laughs> she goes, how was your winter and all that, you know? And we start talking. And I go, how's your mom? She's been taking care of her mom for war. Uh, man, I don't know. God, ever since we uh, we moved out here. She goes, oh, she died in March. I'm like, oh, my God, can I hug you? And so I gave her a hug, and she starts crying, you know. And uh, her mom was 93. And, uh, and we're just talking about this and that. I'm like, yeah, I lost my dad like 19 years ago coming up, and we're babbling. And then 
she said that like her mom was one of these people that was skiing and doing everything well into her 80s she was a rock star nothing slowed her down and then she supposedly she had she had cataract surgery and that led to one thing after another after another all it takes is one little thing to just start you know breaking down your damn body i'm like it started with cataract surgery and then whatever but uh, she was sick for a, a few years and she passed but uh that's not the funny part obviously jesus <laughs> imagine that's the funny part <laughs> this person loves doggy by the way so this that's important too she goes my mama she she, she believed in reincarnation i'm like that's kind of cool you know, I have I have surrendered myself. I have no idea what happens to you when you die. I know that we we all have a bit of energy to us, and uh, scientists basically say you can't kill energy. So I feel like I feel like we move on, but not in a way we're going to be happy about. That's for sure. But I'm like, you know, I I, I honestly don't know. And uh, she goes, well, my mom believed in reincarnation, but she said that alcoholics, she was convinced of this, that alcoholics come back as dogs. <laughs> that made me laugh all afternoon because I'm then staring at doggy, obsessing about his stupid tennis ball and digging a hole that's like was well well past my waist yesterday. So so cheers to uh, uh, my friend's mom. She had, a, she had an amazing life, 93, man. I'll take that damn contract. Are you kidding me? And then we were talking, she go, and then I was talking about Carl and Vic, and she's like, have they come, have they uh, come to you in your dreams yet? And I'm like, man, I don't know if I believe that, but some people will say when you're sleeping, it's like a little bit of a, you know, you, you sort of cross over a little bit to the other, whatever the other side is or whatever the other thing is. I go, man, no, they haven't come, they haven't come to me in my sleep, but. Carl swore you came back as a bird. I think he said crows. But I, I think he said crows. I think uh, Jim Brewer definitely swears that his father, uh, his father, excuse me, his father came back as a cardinal. He told that incredible story on my podcast in the early days. And But Carl really believed that you, you came back as a bird. And I was telling my friend yesterday, I'm like, you know what's weird? We have a stupid red cardinal. And honestly, because I'm too busy like focusing on the live stream, I wouldn't be surprised if that damn cardinal has been behind me one of these mornings. But also, a red cardinal will land on this goddamn railing right here. I, I have a couch right right on the other side of this uh, these windows by sliding glass door and all that. So I sit on the couch. I look at the ocean, just chill out. It's absolutely awesome, you know. Get ready for a live stream or get ready for anything. And I'll turn and I'll see that damn red cardinal just on this stupid railing just staring at me like i said i don't know what i believe but it gives me a little uh a little uh, comfort i would have to say with that said i think we lost george carlin 15 years ago today or yesterday right around now um uh we lost george carlin and i can't believe it's been 15 years that's crazy he is my spiritual animal george carlin is my spiritual animal you could have a giraffe or a, a a llama or a koala bear is your spiritual animal, but my spiritual animal is George Carlin. Cheers. How he talks about politics and these animals down in Washington. God bless them. My wife swears they come back as uh, morning doves. People, morning doves. All right, we got some morning doves around here. But the stupid cardinal for me and Carl, because the damn cardinal looks like Carl. You know, cardinals look like they kind of have a, have a goatee and the stupid red on their on their head looks like it could be a hat. So to me, it looks like a mini Carl every time I see a cardinal. But there are times like I turn, I'm like, because I feel like something's staring at me, and that stupid, like I said, will be right there on this railing, just staring at me. Carlin was the goat uh, of comedians, absolutely, because he he called out the establishment. That's what I love. That's why when people try to label me as something, I laugh at them. I'm like, no, man. You know, George Carlin is my messiah. I'm starting to talk a lot faster because not only did the sun go down and the wind picked up and the clouds got thicker, it really feels like it's going to rain any second. What happened? I was sitting here going, I'm going to live stream. It's a beautiful day finally at the ocean. I'm going to go down to the water and, and read more of my stupid Bruce Sp uh, Springsteen book. 
We're going to throw a line in the water, chill out, watch Doggy, uh, you know, maybe dig a hole. And I'm telling you, it's going to rain within the next 15 minutes. Did Carlin ever come in studio? Robert Spahn, man. We were fortunate with the Opie and Anthony show that we, I mean, there was a point. We were so jaded. The amount of huge celebrities coming through those doors, it was crazy. But uh, if I had to really, really think about it, uh, I would have to do a, more, a, a little more thinking on this. But I think George Carlin was the greatest guest to ever do the Opie and Anthony show. He did it, I believe, twice, I believe. He absolutely loved us and pretty much said that. He really was into what we were doing, man. We, we absolutely had a good hang with the guy, and uh, it was definitely really good radio. But just uh, where I sit, I could tell that we, we were all a little nervous. We were all were realizing that we're just sitting with a god of comedy, a god of life. The way he broke shit down in this uh, society and, and in this world of ours was just absolutely perfect. So I could tell we were a little guarded, a little nervous, but we definitely pulled it off. Uh, Andy Kaufman, Bob Saget, or Rich. <laughs> that's a that's one of the easiest choices you're gonna, you're ever going to give me, Robert Spawn. Andy Kaufman's also a god to me. I was heavily influenced by by Andy Kaufman growing up. There are things I do just to throw it all sideways. I love messing with my audience. I love it. Always have. Andy Kaufman was a genius. One of the best Andy Kaufman stories, but I forgot the book. They paid good money to go see Andy Kaufman. He's a huge star at this point. I believe it was The Great Gatsby. Gets on stage. Everyone's ready for Andy Kaufman. He's a massive star at this point. They can't wait to see Andy Kaufman. And he pulls out a copy of The Great Gatsby. And he starts reading it. And everyone's like, oh, this is funny. This is the Andy Kaufman we, we know and love. And they're laughing along. Like, oh, this is funny. Reads a page. Reads two pages. Reads three pages. People are getting restless. People are now like, what the fuck is he doing? When is this bit going to end? Long story short, the bit never ends. He just continues reading until he walked the whole room or just about everybody. <laughs> that shit I love. And I did, I did stuff like that my entire career just to mix it up a little bit. It went from everyone loved it to what the hell is he doing? And he didn't stop. He simply didn't stop. Carlin giving you props has to be a huge badge of honor. Yeah, man. And then I, um, I think I've overplayed it over the years. But uh, he asked for my um, uh, email through somebody else. And all of a sudden I got this. God, I wish I could remember his email because it was, it was not george carlin at gmail it was something oh it was such a clever gmail account and also i get this like this email one day and it's like hey it's george man you know i enjoyed doing your show whatever and he was obsessed let me set this up so when george carlin was on we did our uh, outrageous news teases for george carlin and how the, the local news is ridiculous and how they tease news stories to get you to get you watching. And Danny would uh, would find these news teases. We put it together in a montage. It was a great little quick Opie and Anthony bit. And we happened to uh, bring it up to George Carlin. And he loved it. So the email that he sent to me was, hey, it's, it's George. You know, really enjoyed doing your show. And he goes, hey, could you send me uh, that, that news tease thing you played on the show while I was on? And I'm like, hell yeah. And then we went back and forth a little bit after that. Um, and I, this was at the end of his life, but I think, I think that was inspiring him for some kind of comedy piece. I can't, I, I, I guess I'm speaking out of turn cause we'll never know, but I could tell you this much. He asked for it and I sent it to him and we had a little, uh, email exchange here and there, uh, at the, uh, at the end of his life. This is what he loved. Let me play it real fast for everybody. Are you normal? Thursday at 11 on News 8. Could your house be making you fat? Tomorrow, CBS 2 News at 5. And the ingredients in shampoo that can make a boy develop breasts. Tonight at 10. Sex offenders may be in your house at 11.
sexual predators sent to live in our nursing homes. Could this happen to your mother? How a twist on the predator law could shut down religion. What are the odds? Some say a popular drug could turn you into a compulsive gambler. Want to lose weight? Stay in the dark. We'll explain at 11. Nearly stabbed to death. I felt the knife going through my bones. Why she might have to share her home with the man who attacked her tonight at 10. Could frequent hiccups be a sign of cancer? Watch News 8 at 10. One city wants to pack all their sex offenders into a three-block area. Problem is, it could be right next to your house. <laughs> the local news is ridiculous. If I watch the local news more than five days in a year, that's a lot. I, I blow off all that garbage. They're terrible, terrible people. Terrible. And they haven't updated their presentation since I was a kid. None of that stuff I just played is real. None of it. Or, or is going to happen. Or if it did happen, it might have been to one lousy person and it was an anomaly. God, I hate the local news. But uh, Mr. Carlin loved that and reached out to me. And I, uh, I, I sent him a copy of that uh, near the end of his life. So, And then I think, <laughs> see, I do this to myself. So I don't know if I've ever told this. So we're going back and forth a little bit. And I'm feeling it. And then I, you know, I, uh, I have my own thoughts on religion. I, I find it weird that, uh, you know, your religion is basically based on where you were born. And I, I, I floated the concept to George Carlin, ready for the, the chills of the, the D variety. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got my thoughts on religion, Mr. Carlin. And I'm like, I feel like you should be a free agent when it comes to religion. And should, you should be able to, like, you know, search, search out religions and uh, try to find the best deal for yourself, right? I had this, I was so proud of this. It was about a paragraph, but that was basically what I was telling him. There was more to it. I wish I could find the exact email nothing i mean nothing i don't think he ever wrote me again because <laughs> i was feeling it Jesus. you know me and george just just going back and forth with some uh comedy concepts <laughs> he wasn't a fan of my my uh, you should be a free agent when it comes to religion bit oh my god see i do it to myself like that's the type of stuff I should never tell people. I was listening to uh, Neil Young. Down by the river, I shot my baby. With that bass line, or I think it's a bass line. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 going through it. Oh, 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 I don't know if it gets better than that song, but Stupid Rock Radio couldn't play Down by the River by Neil Young. It was too long. So you had to discover that as a music nerd, they rarely play Down by the River. This song's too long. <laughs> Stupid rock radio. Uh, absolutely disgusting, the media. 100%. Especially local news. Local news is the worst of the worst. And they get all pretty. They get all pretty so they could tell you all the horrific things that happened in your neighborhood overnight. But they made sure they had their hair did and their makeup put on properly. I like my newsmen where they just rolled out of bed like, holy shit, I got to be on camera. None of these foo-foo people that spend more time in a makeup chair than having a thought. Get the hell out of here. Why are you important? Stop And stop trying to promote your news team. I don't give a crap about any of you. You're just dumb news readers. You gotta watch us. Why? Why? Why do I have to watch you? Are you the best team in the metro area? Are you? Shut up. I want a news team where the, the woman comes out just with wild hair. Like, I gotta get on camera immediately. I don't have time for my mascara. That's what I want. Even the guys, they have to look all pretty now. You see their lipstick. I'm like, why are you putting lipstick on? Oh, sorry. In this day and age, it's it's more than acceptable to have lipstick on, no matter what gender you are. I'm sorry. I shot my baby. Oh, God.
God, I'm gonna have to listen to that again. And then and then am I gonna go into uh live whipping post by the Allman brothers after that? I think I'm gonna have to do that. And then wrap it up with a little Marshall Tucker band and the flute. A little can't you see? That woman, what she been doing to me. Oh yeah, I got your I got your rock block. But see, if I tried that rock block as a rock DJ, you know, the PD would have been like, you want to play three songs? It's going to take up the whole hour. Yep. Live whipping post, bitch. 20 some odd minutes long. Got a problem with that? I'm going to be a huge radio star. So you better treat me nice now. And then I'll take you with me. Oh, you're an asshole? Well, I forgot all about you when I got famous. Cheers. I always knew what I was doing, bitch, bitch, bitch. Now, what do you have to say about that, bitch? <laughs> I always thought it was stupid. How about you just play the best songs? Who cares how long they are? Mr. Fantastic. No, isn't it Mr. Bombastic? Shaggy, your song of the day, which is weird because I'm like talking about Marshall Tucker, the Allman Brothers. And uh, Neil Young, and then the song of the day is Shaggy, Mr. Bombastic. Yes, but I, I've said that too. I always thought like a genre of radio was so dumb. All you have to do is live a life and go, well, yo, believe it or not, people, there are people out there that like Shaggy, Mr. Bombastic, and Down by the River by Neil Young. So play both of them. Who cares? What? We can't do that. We're a classic rock station. Playing all the classic rock from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Shut it. How about a little Oasis? Oasis? We got to play Boston for the 10,000th time. We can't play Oasis. Oh, God forbid you do that, right? Obie's like all the best parts of Kaufman, Kinnison, and Carlin all rolled up into one. Well, they certainly, all three of those guys were certainly a huge influence on me. And squeezing a little Bill Hicks as well. Uh, but... I mean, those guys were just gods, but they definitely influenced me and uh, in my radio career. That's for sure. I would just blow up shit and people would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just bored. <laughs> and that comes from Kaufman. Just all of a sudden taking a dramatic turn and see where it leads you. I love that stuff. I told you, I, I was in a strip club in Atlanta after we got... Um, after we uh, were we fired at that point, I think we were fired for the the Boston mayor prank, and we we were getting a massive reputation for ourselves. And then uh, we flew down to Atlanta because they were trying to hire us. And I was in a strip club with this big radio consultant. I think Anthony was there for that one because we had to do this trip together. This consultant gave me the the greatest compliment. He's like, oh, you're really, really talented. And I'm trying to listen to the guy, but there's a there's a woman in front of me that basically has a shelf as a butt. I'm like, maybe we could go to a diner. How, why are you giving me this deep philosophical conversation on my inner workings as we're looking at this? But I try to listen to him, you know, and uh, he's like, man, oh, you're so talented. I think your future is bright. But you have a tendency of blowing things up. And I looked at him like, yep, thank you. Because all of this is just nonsense to me. Who cares in the end? But I also knew when you know I pulled the mayor's stunt that I, I, the whole radio world was looking at us. And, and, and we had giant job offers waiting for us. But I needed to get out of our stupid contract. But he didn't know that part. Smart. I was smart as well. But he gave me a compliment that day because it like kind of like Andy Kaufman and just just taking the left turn. I'm like, yeah, man, that was fun in Boston, but it was time to blow up the whole thing. <laughs> yep. But I always found that weird. And this guy was really well known in the business. I forgot his name. I forgot his name a million years ago, but uh, I never forgot that we we're in a, a strip club in Atlanta. Uh and this guy was trying to give me like a life lesson. <laughs> Just like, dude, <laughs> you picked the wrong spot. I could barely listen. I mean, this, it was, I was, I just, 
I what I was I just I uh, I wow. <laughs> One point, I think I put my beer on the shelf that was a butt as I'm listening to this guy give me a, a a lesson on how I blow things up. I'm like, where are you in your life, bitch? That's right, I blew shit up all these years. Where are you, bitch? I forgot about your name years ago. So maybe you should have uh, like taken a page from my book, bitch. Now what? Now what do you got? <laughs> forgot about your name a long time ago, and I think I did all right for myself in this stupid business. You have a tendency of blowing things up when they're good. Yup, because I'm bored. Do 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 do. The opster greater than hoo hoo, and I'm serious. I ain't trying to f with you. Well, thank you, King Forty. You know, I mean, we can't argue. Howard had a great career, but I, I, I think he falls short in many categories. He's not, he's not honest with himself. He can't like beat himself up. He's not that funny. You're not. Shut up, I am. You shut up. I know I am. My mama told me. <laughs> mama told me not to. Oh my! What the hell is that song about? And we're on, we're just listening in the radio. Mama told me not to come. Yeah. What? What? How about we question the lyrics of that song, Three Dog Night? Was it Three Dog Night or was it Vanilla Fudge? No, Vanilla Fudge does a version of You Keep Me Hanging On. See, that would be part of my rock show. I would be, I would, I would play, um, I would play Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla Fudge's cover of the Supremes, You Keep Me Hanging On. And then I would follow it up with Wonderwall by Oasis. And, and a programmer out there would be like, this doesn't make any sense. All right, I just made $9, so I'm staying for a little bit. Roland, I, 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 thank you, but write something. Because then I feel like I'm, I'm getting a handout. But if you give me $9.99, but you're like, hey, could you check out this? Or, hey, I like, I like uh, Reese's... Uh, Peanut butter cups, if you freeze them, anything. So then I don't feel like I'm I'm on the street on a goddamn sidewalk in a in a garbage bag begging for money. What? Yeah, that happened. And she was a scam. And I called it out as a scam. And then people were like, oh my God, you're so insensitive. I'm like, it's obvious. I filmed another one that was obvious, and then one of those dumb uh Gossip uh, TV shows did a did a thing on her. I'm scared to play the video because it's so horrendous that uh, I, I would have to explain it to YouTube, and they they don't feel like listening when you try to explain things to them. But there was a lady that uh, she looked like a like a question mark. She bent all the way over where her nose was pretty much touching the sidewalk, and she would be begging with a can. And I walked by her all the time, I'm like this is so. Fake man, so fake. And then when I was really doing street videos, I filmed her a few times, right? And I was trying to catch her being fake. And then people would like just go at it with me, like, "How can you?" I'm like, "It's she's fake." Long story short, it was like Inside Edition or one of these uh, channels. You can look this up. I'm sure you can find it yourself. Um, they did a story on her, and like they followed her. What the, what they ended up doing with some of these people? Oh, I got another story about this and then we'll then we'll finally wrap up they they realized like some of these people were incredibly fake so they would wait it out and wait for the data end and see them walk off to go back to wherever they lived right and um and the question mark lady all of a sudden would like question mark her way around the corner and stand up straight now what do you got I told you you were fake. I'm right here with my goddamn camera. Now what? And they uh, and they filmed her and and they busted her. Turns out she was just a normal woman that lived in like one of the boroughs of New York, and she would come into New York because she was like, I got this. I'm gonna make believe I I I you know look like a question mark, and people are gonna give me money all day. And she was making bank. She was making stupid money, crazy money. But that's not the best one. So when we were working at uh, WNEW on 57th Street, um, 
above the Brooklyn Diner, fifth floor, I believe, if I remember correctly. There was a lady that would lay on the stairs to the entrance to the subway. And all she would wear is a black garbage bag, literally nothing else. You could see all sorts of body parts. She would she would wear a black garbage bag and she would lay on the stairs to the entrance of the subway. Saw her all the time and her begging was unbelievable. She could have won an Oscar and people were giving her money like crazy. And I'm like sitting there like, this is fake. This is so fake. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I'm like, but, but it's fake. She just happens to only have a garbage bag, no shoes, laying on the subway steps during rush hour. So everyone's just like, oh, just make it go away. Most of us give money because we just want it to go away. Same thing, man. The news were like, there's got to be something to this. This is just too crazy, right? And uh, sure enough, they followed her too, and and she would uh, she would kind of like walk off all sorts of effed up with her with her garbage bag at the end of the day after the rush hour for the subway is over. Walked around a corner, walked around another corner. Next thing you know, man, she's getting in a car and getting out of Dodge. Ten dollar IOU. Hey, oh, back in your single days. First of all, you don't owe me nothing, Joe Dale. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> funny. You don't owe me nothing, Joe. And that's really funny. No. Look, I went I went into some areas, but I never went into that area. <laughs> I went into areas where like, you know, oh God, no, don't do this. People think you're adorable. Don't say what you're about to say. They think you're adorable now. No. Don't say it. Hey, why do you never take me out during the day? Boo, 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 boo,